Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of She Salt. Today, I have a special treat for you. Well, a couple of things. First, I'm back in Huntsville. I'm home, and it's great to be here. Those of you in Raleigh and Durham and the Triangle, love you, miss you. Thank you, those of you who are keeping up with me. Um, I have someone here with me today that I've admired, that I've liked, loved watching her journey. Her and I are around the same age, and Miss Tasha Edwards is with me today. How are you, darling? I'm great. I'm I'm living the dream. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you said that because I catch myself when I say that. Mm-hmm. Because when I say that, usually there's a little bit of not sarcasm, but that little bit in there like I'm working my ass off, girl. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing today? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it does take that work to live the dream, I think, especially in this industry. It does. And 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 speaking speaking it into existence on yeah. the days that it does not feel like a dream. This is true. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know Tasha, Tasha is in the fitness industry. And and just give us a rundown of, you know, I've got you, I I think of you as like a fitness coach almost, because it's more, um, you give a lot of life advice as well. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of all over the place. Yeah, so Um, tell us about you. So before I got into fitness, I went to school to be a therapist. Okay, that comes in handy. <laughs> I went to school to be a therapist. I spent a year in divinity school. I didn't and, know this. Yeah, I spent a year in divinity school, and I worked. I was the director of a nutrition education program that went into lower income neighborhoods and taught people who were on public assistance how to eat healthy on a budget with oh what they God. had. Um, I worked in the herbs and vitamins store, and a lot of that came through losing my job. And my husband losing his job on a almost like a fluke, but I that flu caused me to lose my house. Mm. We had to file bankruptcy and we moved to Huntsville. And so I took a job at the gym, like selling memberships. I had not been a quote unquote fitness instructor before. What I had done was danced in high school and college, you know, on teams not able to have dance lessons. So it was mostly gift. Mm-hmm. And once I start like pinning my life, my journey, I'm like, I was set up for this. Yeah. You know, like nine, 10 years old, I was a girl in the neighborhood. I was, I made a dance team. I made up all the choreography. I was a captain. I could say who was oh, on I it. Bet you did. You know, and, and it is, but it was like, I was supposed to be here. Yes. And so, Working in that gym, women needed more than for me to just sell them a two-year membership that they weren't going to use. Right. So I got in trouble for not making calls, but talking to people. And I also realized there weren't a lot of people on that instructor team that looked like me at all. And I mean, not just race-wise, I mean, body-wise. Yeah. And I mean, I was almost 30, which was almost like dog years. You know, for people starting We won't off, even talk about how old we are now. <laughs> to like start off in, in fitness. And I think it just it just went from there. I wanted to I wanted to teach yoga. Mm-hmm. And the owner of the gym told me that yoga wasn't in demand. Like hmm. it wasn't in demand in the club. I had no money. Yeah. At that point, you could only go to like Costa Rica, you know, and study for three oh, yeah. weeks. And it was thousands. And yeah. 
I started with a $99 certification that I went to Montgomery to get and I bought a lot of books for one cent on eBay. Yeah. And it just trickled from there wanting to be in different places and see different people. Oh, you need a step teacher? Sure, I can teach that. Sure. And they would have to go back and like try to learn how to do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I've you done know. the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's pure determination. It's pure yeah. determination and it's lack of fear. Because mm-hmm. if if you really don't overthink it and you know you have the ability to do it, then go do it. Yeah. And yeah. I was the same way, you know, I have people ask all the time about yoga, you know, what's my yoga lineage and all this yeah. sort of stuff. And I'm like, uh, the Kathy Lighton lineage, <laughs> because really I've, I've pretty much been self-taught mm-hmm. because like you, I didn't have the means. I was mm-hmm. in very controlling marriages early on and even going out was an issue. Mm-hmm. So I was homebound a lot. So I learned what I could, where I could, from whomever I could. Yeah. And I worked in gyms and I would I would follow these yoga instructors and just literally absorb it in like a sponge. And I did find a group that, uh, or a hippie group when I lived out in California that took me in and taught me a lot of things. And then I eventually went and got my 200, 250 hour. But that uh, hunger to know was incredible. I mean, when you're that driven to know, and that's when you really figure out like you said the universe sets you up yeah if that's what you're meant to do by god it will find a way to get you there because when i look at my journey and i look at yours i and and one of my questions is 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 this and i'll go ahead and put it out there but i don't think you understand because i don't think i understand when you've been in this business this long how many people's lives you have impacted you know, that, that has been a, a running topic for me in like the past six months, even yesterday, Yeah, that I had coffee with, and I'll call her friend, but she's taken my classes in several places. That's how I met. And we're just hanging out yesterday. And she said, I don't think you understand that I am still moving because I met you. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I know, right? You know, and, and but that's the thing about teaching is that so many people come in and out of our spaces and you don't always get the benefit of knowing how their story turns out. Right. After they've left you. Right. You know, and I mean, I have taught so many different things in so many different places. And I told her yesterday I was having a hard day. Yeah. And I said, you gave me life for that. Like yeah. that little extra push when I was ready to go home yesterday and say, I just want to sleep for like six hours. Right. I'll wake up, I'll have a glass of wine, eat some cake and go back to bed. Like that's yeah. what it felt like. And so you're you're absolutely right is that we do not realize. Don't realize. And it's so valuable. And and I remind myself of that. You know, when I was teaching my last class up in, in Raleigh and I, you know, I, it, I didn't have the time invested with these people that I did before I when I was here in Huntsville, mm-hmm. but I felt a connection with them at the same time. And I, I got emotional when I, I told, told them goodbye at the end of class and I was getting everybody's emails. And this woman wrote me this long letter mm-hmm. on a, another sheet of paper. And she goes, you have no idea the struggle I've had, 
but your class and your words have brought helped bring me through mm-hmm. and the the water faucet you know just yeah. went and I was like this is why I was here because I couldn't figure out exactly why we were in that area you know like why did we migrate to North Carolina what's going on here you know mm-hmm. I felt we were purposely put there but I didn't really know why and then after that and I had a brief discussion with this woman and she was seriously going through some things and somehow my classes and my posts and things like that really resonated with her and I thought to myself if this is the only reason I came here if this is the only reason I spent this two years or this year and a half here then Mm -hmm. it was worth every single second and and those Mm -hmm. of you who um you know, you follow people and they inspire you or you take their classes and you leave and you feel better at the end of it. You got to understand for us, it's not just about the physical activity of it or or the endorphin hits that we get from it or those little great class things. That's great. But it's for us, it's really that we want to help people. Absolutely. It's People don't realize that I, I I am not yet driving a BMW. And so I am not making a fortune no. off of teaching <laughs> teaching fitness. You, you so take, well, that's it is definitely not the money. No. Um, but there is there is something it's it's twofold because there are times that I'm glad I had some place to show up to because mm-hmm. I was going through something. Oh yeah. You know, and so that energy is so like reciprocal. And that it's important to know your impact can, I think social media, number one, has messed all of this up, but that your impact can go beyond the number of people that are in your class or, you know, the poses that you can post or anything like that. Because, I mean, I started my career with no social media and then it was just me and the mic and them, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like people weren't distracted and trying to post pictures online. And it's it's honestly why I struggle now with a lot of posts because I am still not used to doing it. You're good at it. You know, you're good at it. I, I don't think you inspire me when I'm teaching. I don't think to like my first instinct is not to set up my phone. Um, oh, I don't do my phone know? during during yeah. classes. No, I have a rule here. Like your phones can't even be in the yoga room yeah. with you. Um, because it is a distraction, and that's the world we live in today. It, it um, is. Um, I have lots of fantastic photos because one of my students who did become my friend was a photographer. Mm-hmm. So she would just show up. Or if I had an event, and I'm like, she's like, well, I'm going to be there anyway. I'll just bring my camera. So it was nothing that I ever like intentionally set up. Yeah. And, I mean, I was much younger then and I look at those pictures I'm like my god girl like you were like really doing that and I look at pictures about how I was engaged in in with people or even looking at the expression yeah on people's faces yeah and I'm like we really had a good time yeah are you still having a good time um (laughs) (laughs) kind of you know the, the energy has shifted just because um over the last few years I mean I've had quite a few surgeries yeah, that's one thing I want I want us to touch on because yeah. where we are at, at this game, at this place in the game, you know, you're in your late forties. I'm in my early fifties. Um, you know, we talk to people about our health and and 
be mindful and use moderation. But as somebody who's making their living in this world, we often don't abide by our own advice because we can't honestly all the time. We've got we've got places to be. We've got people depending on us. Mm-hmm. If you're tired, you're tired. You better pep up. Like grab yourself a cup of coffee, girl, mm-hmm. and put your game face on because you got a class to teach and that sort of thing. So let's get into that. So yeah. tell yeah. me, like. In, in early in the game, how many classes were you teaching at your at your top at the most? Eighteen. Yeah. See, I was with you. I think when I opened Breathe in Decatur, and then I left Breathe, and I I decided when I opened Breathe in 2015, I would not do anything but do fitness. Mm-hmm. I declared it, laid that laid that down. Mm-hmm. From now on, I will make my living in the fitness industry. Somehow, some way, because I needed that movement. My body needs to be moving I, yeah. and creating. I can't sit in a de- on a desk, or I can't sit in a building. Like I've got to be able to interact and move. And so when I left there, I was like, "All right, this is going to be hard as hell because you're going to be running the roads. You're going to be you're going to have to keep your energy up. Your attitude's got to be good. The whole nine yards." And I was teaching primarily yoga, but also bar Mm -hmm. and also trampoline and, you know, all the things we do to make it. But at one point, I was teaching over 20 classes a week Mm -hmm. and it was insane. And I did it for about a year and a half to two years before I started chopping it down a little bit. And then I got to like eight and now currently I'm at 12. But let me say I teach differently now. Yes. Than I did before. So for 17 <laughs> classes a week. Yeah. Yeah, that's Gosh. a lot. Yeah, I was, you know, there could have been body pump in there. I might teach five Zimba classes a week on touch, touch on top of a yoga class, a Pilates class, a Piloxing class. Oh, you needed me to sub boot camp. I can come in and do that. Oh, I can do the aqua yoga class. That's fine. Oh, somebody didn't come in to teach TRX. I mean, great. I can do that because I prided myself on being able to do it all, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like I, I never wanted a job. I never wanted to lose a job because of something that I didn't do. But also, I found my worth in it, which was dangerous. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that I felt like in so many places, I was the only black instructor. And to have been trained, like you have to do twice as much mm. to be considered half as good. It's a whitewashed world. So I mean, it, it is. I mean, I'm the first to admit that, especially yoga. I mean, it's it's a white lady, whitewashed world. So I know you, but as from what I know of you and from what I know of the community, you've all I everybody respects you. Yeah, like when your name comes up, everybody's like, "Yeah, she's fucking great." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? There, I, I tell people there's a very fine line with me. People usually really like me, or they really don't like me. And a lot of times, but I like the straightforwardness. <laughs> yeah, I gotta appreciate yeah. it, and I'm okay with that because a lot of the don't like is something a story that someone made up about me. They don't really know me. Yeah. It's something they heard or how they think I am. You know, though, I think for a lot of people, um, it could be the way you carry yourself because it, it can could. be intimidating. You're very strong. You yeah. walk with your shoulders back and your head up, and 
it, you just look have that look like I'm here to do what I need to do. Don't get in my way. Yeah. You know, just let me do my thing and we'll all get along fine. And I yes. think that could be intimidating to some people who don't really know how to read you a little bit. And But even as meek as I can be in stature, yeah. you know, I'm a little woman. I get that from people too because I'm determined. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on a mission and although I'm very nice, I don't want you in my way. Yeah, and it's a you know what it, it's also about our biases about who we think people are. You know, like I worked in the in the blogger space for a really long time where I was like in groups. You know, we did projects together and all this kind of stuff, and. I was an older black woman to a bunch of young white girls. And it was years later. Like I can remember someone who, I mean, this girl used to do Iron Man and like she could probably climb this house and like, you know, and she was like, I was intimidated by you. And I'm like, but I never gave you. It's your strength though. You know, it's, 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 it's an interesting space because people on the other hand, when I teach, People come to my class because they say I wasn't intimidating or like a lot of what I get was someone <laughs> told me you had a big butt. And I was like, if she's in there and I said, I'm OK with that. Yeah, I'm OK with that being your leeway into my space. You felt like we were kindred spirits because of my butt. It's <laughs> totally cool. You know, and and I think it is to one of the, the quotes and thoughts I keep with myself all the time is to not be moved by blame or praise. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So if you were to give a young black woman or a young black man out there a little bit of advice in this world coming up in it, because you said you spent a lot of time just with younger white women. I did. Um, what would that advice be for them coming up in this, this space? I hope it's changing a little bit. I see some glimmer of hope there. It, for more diversity yeah it's it's changing but i also operate in a lot of worlds pilates is super dominated mm-hmm. by thin white women it's an expensive thing to it do it's a very expensive thing so and there's personal, eco you know yeah. diversity there yeah and personal training is still a man's world it's still very male dominated mm-hmm. my advice would be to start with what you love you know what do you love about it the 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 basis of everything that i teach always goes back to music yeah because that's what i was raised on there are certain emotions and ties to how music makes me feel and how it helps me like translate so i always tell people like my mom has really bad arthritis you know she has to use a cane my mom's almost 70 and my question is always what would i need to do if i were teaching my mom Mm. and i said it my mom could be like immobile if she hears al green come over the speakers oh my goodness she's gonna start snapping those fingers now i have an entry point yeah she's moving yeah and so if you're a you know a basketball player and that's what you know then work with that if you're a, a track star and that's what you know work with that if you took dance growing up work with that and it is to find an entry where it doesn't have to be hard yeah and don't be afraid that if 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 you look different or everyone doesn't look like you to to try to slide in there because there's there's people that are willing to help you and want to see you succeed. Yeah, it is it is knock knock a wall down 
and leave a, a pathway, you yeah. know? And it is, it is very difficult. It is stressful to be the only one. Again, whether that's color, whether that's size, whether that's age. But it, it has to be somebody. Somebody. Yeah. And so there are times that it is lonely mm-hmm. when you're a, anytime you're a trendsetter in anything. Yeah. You know that you're, it's, it's lonely. It sure. is very lonely. Sure. And so it is finding people in like community and it, it doesn't have to be, um, all race. You know, there are people that I connect with because of race. That's true. And there are women that I connect with because of age. This perimenopause, menopause is a whole nother, it's a whole That's nother, another podcast. You know, yeah. <laughs> or I connect with people because we're all from Chicago or I, I connect. And it is to make sure that you have a, an anchor and a lifeline somewhere that you know who you are and you know what you're trying to put in the world, but you don't feel like you have to do it by yourself. And I think right. I took it on my back. Like I didn't have anybody, and I think I probably overlooked people. I did who were that trying to help too, me. though. I mean, yeah. even you know, I did too because I, I went out there with this game face and this determination that you're the only one that's going to do this, girl. You know, you know, you got to be prepared to do it on your own. Go, 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 go. And it was that determination that got me there. However, I made it harder on myself yes. than I needed it to be. Yes. And then the body, you know, we kind of touched on how eventually your body is going to be like. Hey, girl, um, who do you think you are? And yeah. and that was a lesson because you start to kind of think of yourself as a superhero in a way. Yeah. You start to be like, well, I can do this and look how many classes I can do a day and I get my sleep. And I'm, But you're not, you're not, I mean, you're not taking the advice you're giving no. and your body just, and there comes a place where payment's due. Exactly. And, and it's also part of the the way that I speak now is different because it's like trying to pull the veil off. You know, when I say you're admiring someone's body, right, mm-hmm. because of what you see, but you don't know that so many people that you're looking at are people who won't eat during the day. Yeah. Or, you know, they have eating disorders, disordered eating or anything. Emotional you, eating. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of things. Working out five times a day because you're trying to maintain this image and you're dying inside. And I say that as a person who's had binge, binge eating and anorexia, the times that I would like, um, when I first started teaching yoga, I think what happened was I did feel alone, you know, and I would, it would set off my binge eating. So I would go, there was used to be a books a million across from Riviera fitness center university. Okay. And I would go and buy brownies at books a million and literally just like stuff them. And I would cry Oh. and I would. Because I didn't understand why I was doing it. And then right. I wipe my face. And then I go in and teach. And then I do the same thing on the way home. And I think it was me kind of transitioning to a new world. I felt the pressure. I felt alone. I felt weird. My husband's an engineer, mm-hmm. you know. And so the, you went to school for, you have a master's degree and you teach yoga. You know, it was a, it was a time. But there was also a time that I felt like I needed to be somebody for people to respect me. Yeah. Or want to be in my class when the truth of the matter is all people wanted me to be was myself. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And that's what we do to ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And in this industry, too, there is that that component where you never get that body image thing out of your mind ever. Nope. Nope. You can be the most secure person in the world and you can have this great body and you're still going to pick it apart. Mm -hmm. You're still going to have issues with it. You're still going to analyze when you eat, what you eat, where you eat, how you eat, 
all the time. We do it too, you guys, all the time. It's But as we, for me, as I've matured, I just kind of started connecting the dots yeah. when it came to all that and when it came to food. And for me, there was, there was a, I was never an over drinker of alcohol, but mm-hmm. I drank regularly, okay. you know, like it was my relief, like at the end of the okay. day to have a couple of glasses of wine or a beer and a couple of glasses of wine and knowing my body like I do, I knew I needed to stop that. And I knew mm-hmm. that's where my weight was living in because my diet yeah. was very balanced. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I could really connect those dots and make that mindset, mm-hmm. that just went away. And and so we all struggle. We all have our things. Nobody out there is alone with this. None of us are perfect. We all have our thing. But exactly. I have some questions I want to go through with you. Okay. Okay. So overall, how long have you been working in the fitness industry? My daughter wasn't even walking, and now she's in her first year of college. That's a long time. That's a long time. Twenty so close close to close to twenty years. Twenty close years. Close to twenty years. I love yeah. it. Good for you. Okay, tell me um, all the different things you've taught. Oh, let's gosh. go through the gamut. So, yoga, Pilates, mat reformer, all that. I've taught body pump, body jam, grit, CX works. Those are all the less meals. I've taught spin. I've taught kickboxing. I've taught paloxing. I've taught butts and guts. I've taught TRX. I've taught water aerobics. I've taught aqua yoga. I've done step, boot camp, toning classes, Gosh, I've taught bar. I've taught bar with the TRX. Wow. I've taught bar with the Pilates stick. Um, I've taught hit bar. And gosh. That's a lot. Yeah. What's your favorite? Yeah. What's the longstanding favorite? My favorite personally, for, well, on both sides, would be Zumba. And it was because I could... There was a connection there that Zumba was an easy entry point. Mm-hmm. For people and it was creating the community and there were so many times that it didn't feel like work like yeah. I didn't feel like I had to overly impress someone like I never came to teach Zumba and somebody was like oh are you certified which yeah. happens to me all the time in yoga and Pilates like walking into a yoga class and someone says I mean are you I mean we can do Zumba if you can't teach yoga and oh, I'd have to give them an eye cut on that one. It, it happens all the time, you know. Even at when I was teaching at Club Pilates, and I mean, Pilates is expensive. It's a lot of work. It's five hundred minimum hours. And a woman asked me, "So, how are you qualified to teach me?" Hmm. And I said, "Well, ma'am, all of us have five hundred hours. We have, you know, there's anatomy based, and that's a lot this. of hours." Yeah. And her response was, "No. How are you?" qualified to teach me and and we understood the undertone yeah and the the owner was there and the manager was there and it was like for one moment I was on a playground on the south side of Chicago and I was like if I open my mouth Jesus be with me yeah I was just like (laughs) this is not going to end well but it was like spending so much time having to 
defend what it was that I do. And even locally, which I don't mind, people see me as their Zumba teacher. The whole idea of Tasha being an international presenter doesn't matter to them. You could go to Spain, Portugal, Europe, and present your little stuff. But what I want to know is when are you going to teach Zumba here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's always, it's like living a dual identity sometimes because my presenting life or what I have been doing in the Pilates world for the past couple of years, which has taken up a lot of time, people don't see me that way. And people either think I'm not qualified to do it or people don't care that I'm qualified to do that because they want me to do they want what they remember. Yeah, yeah, they, they want, want to do what they remember me as. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just Tasha. That's it. So all that other stuff, yeah. they're not interested in. They're it's like, a, Tasha, that's all great, but let's get yeah, back to the Zumba, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a really interesting experience. And, and now I'm at the point that I'm working on a, um, a, fl- a flow, a format that actually kind of engages all of that. There's yoga, yeah. Pilates and mat and mindfulness Ooh, I and bet it's wonderful. yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time so tell us what you're doing right now because i see you're working on this format that a lot of other instructors work on and it's sort of like a channel right like a oh john a gary tv channel yeah john is and and that's something i actually do i usually go to john's like twice a year but john gary is a rock star i mean mm-hmm. like just bottom line and you know he's been in the fitness industry for well over 30 years. And during the pandemic, I was watching his channel for my hours okay. for Pilates. And we just ended up, I don't remember why I inboxed him. Okay. And we ended up in a conversation. And one day he inboxed me and said, do you have videos of you teaching? And I said, Pilates? No, but I can send you this Zumba video, you know, that I made. And, you know, he's told me because we're friends now. And it's like, I was looking for your energy. And the thing about John Gary TV is it's predominantly Pilates because John's a Pilates master trainer or whatever. But I realized I could teach Pilates, mm-hmm. but I didn't have to teach Pilates because there are six other people who are master trainers who are teaching Pilates. Okay. So I take the realm and do something else. So on okay. that channel, I teach dance, step, circuit, yoga yoga with um with strength like smart bells i'll okay. do them for, on a reformer with foam roller dance yeah and so i was able to offer something different again we're talking about a doorway yeah that opens the door for people to say i do zumba with tasha but because she's on this channel i guess i might look mm-hmm. at something else yeah it's a great little promoter for yeah. you yeah for absolutely sure. and so but I have been like last year, I think I presented at like nine or 10 conferences. Good you for know, you. I'm a, I'm a board certified health coach. So lots of things about talking to other teachers yeah. of all different genres about the people that you're working with now are not the same people they were pre COVID. No, you know, and there wow, are some, yeah, some, some things emotionally that mm-hmm. we have to think about and that we are all getting older. Yeah. And if you're in this industry and you've been in it for a while, every you're gonna have a, a post COVID story. And yeah. I, and I, I, you know, I've got one. And yeah. and looking in retrospect, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. But damn, it was a hard one to get through. It really was. It was one yeah. of those lessons that when you're through it, you're like, okay. But going through it, you're like, 
Really? Yeah. Really. Everything I've worked for, mm-hmm. all the grit, all the grind, the sweat, and you're going to take it away from me like that? It sucked. Yeah, it, w- <laughs> it, was, it was a lot, but it, it proved a lot to me about me as Absolutely. well. So for that, and I love those lessons. Mm-hmm. After I've gone through them, of right? Course. Definitely after. <laughs> after. Okay. So, how do you stay motivated? How do you keep this energy level up? Anchors, and I and I call people anchors, um, or like right now, my grandson is an anchor for me because when my son was his age, my son ran out in a parking lot one day, and I was too overweight that I wouldn't have been able to run after him. All I could do was call his name. Mm. And that right there is what kind of got me into wanting to work out. But he's 25 now. So if my son ran out in the street, that's not motivation for me. You know, I would be like, why the hell did you just do that? Hey, don't make it okay. And so when I say my grandson's an anchor, as far as wanting to build, we always talk about generational wealth. I'm talking about generational health. Yeah. So that he sees things and they're not foreign to him. Right. That he has access to all these things and, and wanting to be around with him and, and being able to get up and off the floor with him and, and you know, draw and, and not throw my back out because right. I was sitting on the floor with him. But also I have a mentor and I'd probably be psycho if I if I didn't have her because it's someone that has been there, done that. And I can be honest with her. And I mean, I have cried and screamed and all of that kind of stuff. I also have a therapist. <laughs> so you have some sounding boards that you can yeah. let go of and get re- positive reinforcement from and all the good things. Yeah, but it is it is also wanting to do what I can and do what I love with the least amount of pain. And that, even on the days that I don't want to, yeah. if this is going to get me closer to wanting to dance again or you know recover from this last surgery or whatever, my motivation is that I know that there's another level of myself that I'm supposed to reach. And there are days I'm not motivated. There are days sure, the depression is sure. really hard. Yeah. But it is knowing that this version of me is like a midpoint. It's not the it's right. not the end. And there's another part of me that's waiting. And so it is to learn to speak and work like I'm already there. Yeah. I think we have an advantage as people who have been in the fitness industry forever, because there is a magic that happens when our bodies experience the movement. Yes. And it it clicks something in the mind. And we always know that if we just get up and move, it's going to be better. Mm -hmm. If you sit and wallow in it, it's going to, it's going to get worse. Mm -hmm. But in order to manifest better, you have to move forward. You have to move out of it. And for me, that's the motivation. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm, if I'm starting to feel like why, you know, the the why, why you know, yeah. why are you gonna, you know, what's the point? What are, and the point is because I want other people to feel joy in their bodies, in mm-hmm. their, you know, because it's there. Yeah. And I think the key is movement. And we live in a society where we're in a hurry. All the time. We're in a hurry, but we're not doing things that move us toward the joy. And I think movement and fitness and, and even if, like you said, your mother who, whose movement is limited, but when she hears that music, she's moving and notice when she's moving, that's when the joy is. So find a way to move yourself. 
Yeah. You know, and I and so I think we have an advantage in that. Even though we're tired and we wore out, we know it's the secret. It is. It's and the secret. I, I love that you use the word movement. It's because movement. we have gotten so caught up in this is what we teach. And we believe that it's the correct thing for everybody. Oh, it's different you know, for everybody. It's different for everyone. And so it's a movement. If that is, you know, mopping your floor because you're angry, like I'm a, an angry cleaner, right? I'm motivated <laughs> so, when I'm pissed, right? So, so <laughs> clean that toilet. So if it's mopping my floor or like, okay, I didn't close my rings, but before I got in the shower, I did a whole new edition concert complete with the video choreography. And it made me feel good. It and feels it, so good. Yeah, it wasn't a designated, this is my exercise. It was like, you know, Smooth Criminal came on and I was like, okay. It's time. Yeah, and yeah. so I love your use of the word movement because that's what it is. And I have tried to just use the word movement yeah. in general. Go for a walk. Yeah, movement. You know, it doesn't put have on to be some music or yoga or it doesn't have to be that. No, just move. Just move. Just move. I think that's key. That's my mo part of my motivating factor. Mm -hmm. um, Briefly, run down your injury list. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, Kathy, I started having surgeries in 2008. Oh, my goodness. My first surgery was I had a cyst on my ovary. I just went through that a couple of years ago. And so I had to have it removed. Nine months later, I tore my meniscus. Less than a year later, the cyst came back. I had to have a hysterectomy. Oh, yeah. Four years after that, I had Achilles surgery. Three years after that... I had right shoulder surgery. Two years after that, right before COVID, I had my gallbladder and appendix removed. As soon as I was better, maybe like, well, there was a few after that. Then I herniated a disc, my L4, L5. And then I was teaching for John. And usually when I go, I film 20 classes at a time. I got injured on class two, post-sip tendonitis. And then in... December, I just had surgery on my left shoulder. Bless you. Yeah. Healing, healing vibes to you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I know yeah. for me, like I had the, the cyst thing, and mine was seven pounds, and it literally, oh it's like I was pregnant. It literally crushed my uterus like a tin can. <gasps> I mean, my uh, cervix like a yeah. tin can, and it was affecting my bladder and yeah. all sorts of things. So I had to have like a whole hysterectomy and the cut from hip to hip and the whole thing. But my point with that is I know that in a lot of ways, because I know my body energetically and mm -hmm. I was ignoring my own care. Yep. Um, I grew that. I grew that baby. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. was responsible for that. Um, and that's another topic I'd love to talk to you about sometime. Like yeah. in understanding your energetic body yes. is extremely important. So well, I'll have you on for that at another time. Um, what would you say, like, how many, well, we talk, kind of touched on this earlier, but we have no idea of the number of people we've impacted with what we do. Yeah. So one motivating factor I have and that I want you to carry in your pocket is you impact people every single day. And, and those of you listening, you impact people every single day. Mm -hmm. So if you're in an industry where you have the ability to impact people in the most positive of ways, Keep a smile on your face and just keep on going because you're giving a gift to the yeah. world. So I appreciate everything you've done. I love seeing well, you grow. You. And I think you're an amazing light in yeah. this industry. And we need we need 100 more Tashas in the world. <laughs> Although there's only one and she's sitting with me today <laughs> and I'm thrilled to have her. 
Um, how are you starting to shift your focus to make this manageable for you as you get older? And I'm interested to hear that because that's something I'm working on. I have varied my offerings. So there is no way that I would ever go back to teaching five Zumba's a week, maybe not even one a week, not at the rate that I was that I was doing it. Um, I There are other facets to wellness mm-hmm. that I have started to investigate, which is, you know, whether it's sitting on panels, whether it is presenting at conferences, whether it is taking classes and breaking them down so that people feel like they're getting a workout, but they don't feel so overwhelmed that they won't come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is using my joy and not my ego to decide my schedule. Ooh, I love that one. Yeah. 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 And so I haven't taught group fitness in a in a long time. And some of it was there were certain environments that were toxic for me. I understand. Um, there were certain environments that I refused to be paid the same thing that they've been paying for 20 years with all of my experience. I just refused. Yeah. And to be paid with someone who just came into the industry yeah. is getting paid. And that is, that's hard to find. As it a is. studio <laughs> owner, I understand yeah. because generally studio owners really aren't making a lot of money exactly. yeah. <laughs> and they're barely making ends meet. The money coming in for a well-ran uh, yoga studio, there may be a lot of money coming in, but there's also rent and insurance and instructors and all those mm-hmm. things. And it's hard for them to do that. And I know I had instructors. I should have been paying twice as much as but I it's paid It's hard. Them. And it, it, it is. It's, it's, the, it's the dilemma. And, it's hard. And what I think COVID did, though, was give voices to lots of instructors who had been underpaid for so long Yeah, to now have free free reign to mm-hmm. make to be their own boss. money you know and, yeah. and the downside to that is that it's really weird and i think part of the the challenge with me during COVID, first of all i'm not a marketer i just do what i do that's the first thing so i take responsibility for that the other thing is if someone has been paying a 25 dollars gym membership to take all of your classes and now all of a sudden you want them to pay ten dollars a class it doesn't register for them no they're like, why would I do that? Right. Yeah. It doesn't register for them. And it is learning to, there are things that I pulled back on. I would pull the plug if I didn't feel like it was equal the amount of time that I had to do. Because even being at home, you know, box lights and ring lights and you need this. You're doing podcasts. You have to buy equipment. You have to buy People don't understand. Stuff. People do not. They think, oh, how fun for you. Yeah. And yeah. so I, you know, I was writing for Pilates anytime for a while. I've written for a balanced body. And so I started to use my other skills really to preserve my body because there was a time that I didn't want to teach. And I, it's not that I don't want to teach now. I need the time to get back into my own body. And back into the right mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I took, you know, these past two years since when I sold the studio, it wasn't up and in, up until eight or nine months ago that I really started teaching again. Yeah. Because I, and I, I covered this in the last podcast, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. My yoga mat was rolled up in the corner and I looked at it every day and I went, not today. Yep. And then every now and then I'd roll it out and I was like, not ready yet. Yep. And and until I was ready, I just couldn't get in that headspace. But once I was there again, I'm like, there it is. Yep. But I needed I needed the space and the time away. Absolutely. And um, it was the best thing I could do. 
And it's good for your students, too, because you're refreshed with a different mindset, not just doing it and you start to resent it. And you're like, great, I have to teach another class again. And you're coming at it with joy. Yeah. And that's that's my word this year is joy. I want to have joy. And I understand everything I do is not going to be joyful, but if I'm doing it for the outcome to be joyful, then I can keep on going. I can keep on going. Okay, so... What advice would you give your younger self? Not anyone else, just Tasha's younger self. Say no, train more. And I would think about all the, I was like the ultimate, and I think I still am, I'm the ultimate team player. Like you want me on your team. I want you on my team. And and I, you know, I filled in a lot when I shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, There were times that no one would suffer me and I taught, in situations where I where I shouldn't have because I didn't want to let either the members down or, you know, just remember I have taught with pneumonia, bronchitis. I have taught hours after I, I found out my aunt, two aunts dropped dead from heart attacks, like stuff like that or um, anything because it was a, I need to suck it up. But I also should have just said, I'm not in the, I'm not in a space to do this. And I need you to respect me as a person, not just as a machine, which is right. what I felt like. And as far as train more, it is to really think about how I took care of my joints, Mm, um, how I how I spent time taking care of my body, because there was a period that all of my movement was classes I was teaching. But Zumba, I was doing it. And I just don't think that I took good enough care of myself for a period of time where my joints were probably susceptible to more injury because I was pounding on them and not rehabbing or yeah. stretching like I should or stretching like I should. I'm guilty of that too. Yeah. And so that's what I would do. Take care of myself first. Mm-hmm. And it is okay to say no to no. walk away from a class that does not work for you, a time slot, a day, a studio, a gym, and to do what I felt like I wanted to do and could do and not extend myself so much that I put myself out of the game with another surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all need to understand that no is okay. It is okay. It is you know, great. <laughs> it is okay. And we need to get comfortable with no. And I'm yeah. still struggling with that. Not Same. so much with 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 yoga or with that. It's people wanting my time. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, oh let's let's go to coffee. Let's and it's not and I don't want anybody to misunderstand. It's not that I'm sure time with the, whoever is not valuable. Or that they may have questions that I have answers to. It's the fact that there's only so much time in a day. I have things I want to accomplish that are very important to me. I have mm-hmm. people in my life that I want to absorb. I have grandchildren I hardly know. Yeah. You know, and and so no is something I'm working on because I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want, you know, there's that that need to please. Yes. And I'm really working on that. And I'm checking myself because there's been a few opportunities where people I don't even know, but they see you and they're like, oh, can we do coffee? Can we do this? And and my first inclination is to make time for this person. But then I'm like, what 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 are you doing? Yeah. You know, like if they really want to spend time with you, they come to your they'll come to your class or they'll make that point. I can't make special time in the day for everyone as much as I would love to. Yeah. And and that's where I'm struggling is that need 
to please. It's it's hard. It's hard. But girl. how old are the grandbabies? Oh my God, they're so great. Okay, so my oldest one is twelve, and mm-hmm. she's taller than me now, and it's crazy. And she's beautiful. Her name's Reese. And then there's a six-year-old Emma, um, and she's fabulous. And then there's Everly, who's three, and Savannah, who's seven months. Now, the three and seven months, I've hardly spent any time with because we've been on the road. Um, But tomorrow, we're doing our Christmas with them. Yay! And that's my goal, Tasha. Yeah. I mean, I want, you've seen my little studio here. Mm -hmm. It's intimate. I love it. Um, And... And to rebuild this life the way I should have done it the first go around and to spend time with my babies and my sons, you know, I have these beautiful people and and quality people with similar life stories that that I can build sisterhoods with. And and I'm really looking for that sort of community this Mm -hmm. time around and not wrap myself so much up into building something that I can't maintain. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything I take on now, I want it to feel good. I want it to grow in a way that's manageable. And I want to leave some sort of legacy with my name. Yes. And I think we're yes. on the same page with that. Absolutely. So you are a kindred spirit. I've always yeah. admired you. Sitting next to you, I feel your energy. I, Thank I you totally for dig it. For having me here. And we will do another one because yeah. I want to talk about the energetic body for sure and i think you we can commiserate on that a little bit this bump it's been yes ma'am awesome thank you everybody for tuning in before we leave how can everybody find you um i'm an instagram junkie which is normally where i am and so my instagram handle is i am tasha edwards and my website my blog that i should have written one yesterday is tashaedwards.com so all right, so that's a, that's a sister promise about getting on that blog and writing. Okay. We have to write. We have to do that. Yes. I, I plan to do it this weekend. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Y'all hold us accountable. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We are going to do another episode next week. I'm going to keep this going, and then Tasha and I will get together and talk about when we can get together again. Uh, but now that I'm back home, i got lots of cool people to talk to. So thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Namaste.